What is up, everybody? We've got a special treat for Metalheads Old and New. Today, we have the one and only Wolf Hoffman from The Mighty Accept. And I know this episode was supposed to come out a while back. Basically, I <laughs> hope you had a great summer. How's your summer been, Brian? Oh, dude, we, you know, we're, we're doing it, man, over here at Gas Digital. We got Skankfest in like four weeks. It's going to be awesome. going to be crazy. Awesome. Yeah. So as most of you know, I got I, I jumped from one frying pan to another. I went from the Milwaukee Metal Fest and all that craziness into the European tour, then came back and had a bunch of health issues, had to get skin or a gum surgery, tooth surgery. I had to pass a kidney stone. Uh, it was that's yeah, rough. It was it was not good. But I thank everybody for their patience and all their kind words. I know I posted about it on Instagram and every a lot of people saw it on there, but I'm still getting daily messages like, yo, what the fuck happened to the free podcast? I explain it more in detail at patreon.com slash Josta. There has been a bunch of episodes up there like tour diaries and stuff. But I just wanted to thank everybody for their patience. I hope you've had a great summer and let everybody know we got Wolf Hoffman today. And then we got David Ellison, and then we got Brendan Small coming up, and we got some episodes of How Awesome Is This podcast in the can as well. So I know I've been talking about the new studio, and I've been talking about the uh, and Joseph for All record, and yeah, everything just got pushed back because Rome of the, wasn't the, built in a day. Exactly. You know how it goes. It is just, it, it sucks, but it is what it is. It had to happen, and, and I should have been putting my health first, but. All good. So I uh, want to thank IndieMerchStore.com for all their support. Go to IndieMerchStore.com, promo code JOSTA10. Also, we're running a sale at MartyrStore.net right now. You'll see, use the code SUMMER this week, and you'll save, I think it's 15%, MartyrStore.net for all the leftover Milwaukee Metal Fest merch. And let us know, do you want to accept at Milwaukee Metal Fest 2024? I think that would be fucking badass. Let's get Udo one night and accept, because I see some people are... Uh, are writing for both. Um, and, and yeah, I am open. I, I'm, I'm open to ideas. Milwaukee Metal Fest at, uh, at Gmail. And then, of course, uh, I got to thank, you know, everybody who bought something on Depop because these surgeries were not cheap. Depop.com slash Josta. Just remember, don't hassle them. They're doing their best to get everything out in time. It takes like seven to 10 days, sometimes 14 days. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Depop.com slash Josta. And yeah, um, we'll have other plugs and other stuff to tell you about coming up soon, but we just want to get this episode out. So enjoy it. Wolf Hoffman from Accept. Now onto the show. My friend, the lead singer of Hate Breed, the infamous and notorious Jamie Jasta is in the building. That's what's up. Jamie Jasta from the metal band Hate Breed. That guy's famous. Coffee, death metal, and push-ups. That's Jamie Jasta. Remember Jamie Jasta? You know him. He's podcaster, but he's also he's a metal man. I would say you need that. That shit is hard. We got Wolf Hoffman on the show. We, I just got back from download, and now I'm getting on a flight to go to Brussels to play Grass Pop. Grass Pop, I've how, been there many times. That's a good, good festival. Yes, you have, sir, and you've rocked every face at, <laughs> at, at good old Grass Pop. I forget where we were, somewhere where you guys were playing, and I just heard the crowd going crazy, and I go over there, and it was Stalingrad. Woo. And the, every fist was in the sky. It was amazing. 
you know, we can't Mom. play that song anymore right now. It's not a good, <laughs> politically, not a good time to play that song, you know, with that Ukrainian war going on. So we stopped doing it. But yeah, I remember that was usually a crowd favorite. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, is, is it touchy or, or do you think, would the crowd really care? Like, did you have people no. say, don't, don't play it? Not the crowd who's there, uh, that's there, but usually somebody will care online. And, and of course, you know, we have a lot of uh, fans in Russia and they see things, of course, quite differently. Or actually, I don't know how they see it because it's a subject that nobody talks about. But I could imagine, you know, it would be, you know, political things like that is really something that we'd like to stay out of. Because yeah, eventually... Whether you want to or not, you're gonna piss off somebody when you when you take sides. And and even though I have a personal opinion, I'd like to not you know voice it publicly. But it's a historical song. It's not like you're really. No, I know, but we play that. You know, in the song, there's the national anthem of of, of Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know. I just wonder, like, sometimes I wonder, are we capitulating to 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 unseen, unknown forces that? Yeah, I know what you they... mean. And, and sometimes <laughs> I wonder that myself. And I, I, sometimes you want to go like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I'll just, you know, you know. I, I, but in general, there's certain things. I mean, we're just entertainers. We don't really want to voice. I'm, you know, we're not. Bruce Springsteen or who, I mean, there's guys who do that and that's fine. Everybody can decide, but we'd, we'd rather stay out of it, to be honest. It's kind of sad though. Like I was in the airport the other day and I, I was, I thought, man, am I ever going to play Russia again? Like we loved playing Russia. We had I mean, the best fans. It's, I mean, this, it's, it's some of the nicest fans, nicest people in the world and great hospitality. And, and I mean, we love our Russian fans and we wish things would be better because I wonder like, are we ever going to go there again or what? You know, I mean, it doesn't look it right now, does it? No. And, and, the, and, and the politicians, they, they mess a lot of stuff up for a lot of people. It's really too bad that, a, that a, a small few egotistical uh, men get to decide yeah. you know, what the rest of us do. I think it should be optional. Like I, I think if we're not involved and if we're not political, I think we should have yeah. the, the option to go and play like just like we do. If we want to go play, uh, you know, Israel, or if we want to go play a Muslim country, yeah. they, they might, they might not like it when we go to the other and they'll check the passport. But that, even that I think is, is strange because it's like, what do you care what country I've been in? I'm not a secret agent. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm here to rock the house. Think. Totally. I mean, what is it's And what about this? It's, Poor Russian fans are they never going to get get to see Western metal bands again or what? I mean, it's just like what's no nobody's gaining anything from that. We should just be able to go and entertain no matter what, you know. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's let's keep uh, keep hope alive that one day we'll be able to go back because it was it was a great time while it lasted. It was a lot I know. of fun. I mean, but that, that whole thing, I mean, the, the Ukrainian war and COVID, I mean, it shows you how fragile everything is, isn't it? Doesn't it? I mean, there's things you took for granted all your life and certain, all of a sudden, like, certain things are, like, way out of whack. Like, what do you mean I can't leave my country? What do you mean I can't do this? I can't do that. With, you know, all of a sudden, the, the world's going nuts these last few years or, you know, pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm just happy we're we're 
almost kind of back to normal. And, and I was, I was talking with uh, Karen, our booker, shout out to Karen, who, who booked you on today's show. She was saying you're based in Nashville now. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love Nashville. And I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I, I really feel like it's due for a weekly or bi-weekly or, or a bi-monthly um, rock and metal show, but that's gears to the heavier side of things, like similar to how Steel Panther did it, but even heavier. Mm. Where, where you know, on a Monday night, Monday metal. This is the pitch. I pitch every guest an idea. So this right, is pitch it, pitch it. <laughs> Let me hear your pitch. <laughs> Wolf and Friends Metal Mondays, like two Mondays out of the month in Nashville. You get Joey Belladonna. You get um, Lizzie Hale. I'll I'll promote it. I'll put up the capital. I just I just bought Milwaukee Metal Fest, and I'm you got an offer coming at you for for <laughs> for 2024. Show me the money. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it's like Wolf and Friends every other Monday. How 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 late do you go to bed though? <laughs> I go pretty to bed quite early. I quite I get up early. So, so could we do like seven to nine or, yeah. or like, what could we do? Yeah. That's a, that, that's pretty cushy for me. I can do that. I mean, 15, hell, I got to do, do metal shows. So I got to stay up late when I, when we are on tour. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and the last time I was there, we got to play the legendary uh, Ryman uh, auditorium, which has a lot of history. Well, and, yeah. Yeah. It was, know, it, except hardly ever played we, for the, we played Nashville for the first time in like, decades last year and it was fun it was great i saw no and that's what made me think of it i thought that's really cool that you finally got to play and i saw you know all your meet and greets and stuff and um and i love that and i thought yeah there needs to be someone who's local there who's a living legend who's no, who's a riff beast who can get up there and you could do accept priest slayer machine head pantera because when i was there i i, I went to every bar I, I just walked to see what was going on and none of them were playing heavy music no there aren't i mean it's just made mo- mostly geared towards tourists and you know uh yeah party people and they play country i guess and then pop songs mostly you know, actually, I try to avoid the, the whole Broadway area where I can because, you know, I've lived in Nashville for like, believe it or not, 30 years, which is crazy. It sounds nuts. And I've seen all the changes. And these last few years, it's growing and growing and growing and everybody's moving here. It used to be when I moved here, I seemed to be the only guy that was not in the local scene and I in metal and nobody knew me and I didn't care. That was fine. But. You know, now there's a bunch of metal people here in the last few years, and now everybody's moving here. Hell, it's it's sort of the new mecca for metal musicians or musicians in general. It's it's great, but the downside is traffic is nuts, and and and, and, and the city is growing so fast. It's it's a bit hard to take sometimes. Yeah, I, I I can imagine, especially with the tax, right? Everybody's like, oh, there's no, what is it? There's no income tax. So yeah. is that why <laughs> you were smart? You were early on. You're OG Nashville. What what, what <laughs> made what made you decide to go there? Was it a was it a a partner? Uh, no, it was actually the fact that we wanted to live, uh, or I wanted to live in in America, somewhere where it's connected to music. But I didn't really want to live in New York or L.A. You know, I guess Texas, uh, Austin would have been an option, but 
Nashville was fine because, I mean, there's studios, producers, all these great people here uh, that you occasionally need and rehearsal facilities and all that stuff. So that seemed to be a good place to be if you're in the music business. Um, and I could never picture myself living in a, in a, in a, in a, $20 million place, uh, 20 million people place like LA or, or New York, or it's just, ugh. so Nashville was like a nice alternative, nice medium sized town. And, you know, now it becomes more and more like Atlanta maybe or something. So you're, so you're in your mid thirties when you moved to Nashville. Mm, yeah, it's true. Wow. So you were still, um, I was still a what, kid. What, what what label were you on at that time? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, what was that label we had in the nineties? There, you know, there was in the nineties. CMC. And uh, no, damn, I can't even think of it now. Sorry. Sanctuary. No. I'm trying to think. There was a couple that were SPV. <laughs> no. No. What was that damn label? Sorry, blank. The nineties are kind of blank for me, to be honest. Yeah, it, it was a weird time. You know, the 80s were great. And then the 90s were like the dark ages. Somehow we tried and, and couldn't quite get a foothold in, in anymore. And that's where the band eventually broke up in the late 90s for a while. You know? Yeah. I remember uh, hearing that you guys got Mark and I thought, wow, that's that's going to be great. You know, because I knew what his voice was like. And now I, I still consider him the new guy. But yeah, he's been in the band for what? Like 12, 13 years. Yeah, for sure. Actually, yeah. I just talked with him and he's about, you know, we're working on a new album right now. And he's about scheduled to come over here and, and lay down some demo vocals and things. Was Was he the first, like, was he the one that you wanted and you knew or did you have to uh audition a lot of people or, or did you reach out to anybody personally and 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 test the waters actually no we didn't test anybody that's the weirdest story ever we just met mark by chance and uh peter and i weren't even thinking about looking for a singer or auditioning or anything we just had a basically a jam session with a bunch of friends and mark tonillo uh, was suggested by somebody as you know, he could jump in and he could jam with you guys. So he came over and and we played a couple of tunes and he knew some old accept tunes like Fresh Rocking Man and Fast as a Shark. And that's when we discovered, whoa, you know, this guy fits like a glove. So why don't we ask him to, you know, reopen accept with him? Because until then we hadn't even thought about it. It's crazy, huh? It's great. What a great fit. And and like I was saying before, when I walked over to see you guys, I want to say it was it was somewhere like Romania or somewhere. I forget where really? it was. It was yeah. somewhere where where I was like, wow, respect. Cause you I think you might have been pushed into the headliner slot because of a cast cancellation and you really rose to the occasion. And I love that about metal, is like there's there's opportunity, right? Especially right now where Slayer's retiring and, right. and, uh, you know, Judas Priest, we don't know, but, but except as, as OG as you are, as original OG metal as you are, you're, you also have a very youthful presence. Like you could step up into that festival headliner slot and, you know, your neck won't get too sore or how sore will it get on that hour and a half headline? <laughs> no, so we got a few, a few more good years in us, you know, I can still bang my head with the best of them. So hell yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah, get but you're right. It, it's or... Did you ever notice that the, 
the the uh, like say the priest and the scorpions and maybe black sabbath and uh deep purple they're all about the same age and if you think about it that makes total sense because when metal and rock was born they were all like basically teenagers so all these guys are now coming out i mean they're all like the late 70s now mid mid to late 70s but very 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 many bands or people are the same age it's really weird yeah it seems to be a yeah. whole whole i mean it, it probably also then uh, i mean uh uriah heap and and the purple and status quo and and i mean so many bands from the 70s that are still around or like were still around until recently but they're all the same age it's totally weird and we as an except we're sort of more of the 80s so we're like 10 years behind them it's it, in, in age so yeah you're right as people sort of go off to into the sidelines or or die off basically then yeah. you know, there's going to be new new generations coming up you know it sounds morbid but it's it's true isn't it no, it is. But I, I also like the fact that bands like Sabaton and even Avenged a, a Sevenfold or Five Finger Death Punch or, or, or someone older like Megadeth or, right. um, you know, you can you can play with any one of those bands anywhere in the world and and give them a run. And I think more more bands need to do uh, what you have done and what Creator and Testament and um, a lot of bands you know, in a similar, I would say, field, um, you know, and that's consistency. Like, do you do you feel that if it wasn't for the consistency of the records, you know, maybe it wouldn't be that way? Yeah, I guess we get judged by what, how much. I think, um, yeah, we, we definitely get judged by, by the records that we do. And I think having made these last five studio albums with Mark, it shows, it shows a consistency and fans can see that we're tr still trying to, you know, release new songs that are meaningful and, and rele relevant. Uh, we're not trying to just play the old stuff and, and live off, you know, the old glory, so to say. We're actually trying, we're making an effort and that's what people, fans, I guess, acknowledge. Do yeah. you do you do you try or do you want to top balls to the yeah. wall or or every or time every time every every time I sit here and, and write stuff I think like this got to be the best one ever you know the best is yet to come and which I think is as an attitude you have to have if you say well you know why bother it's going to be good enough don't worry about it then mm, I think it's going to show it's going to it's going to be evident in the record. You know, so we're every time that we're making new songs, or you know, I, I I think yeah, this could be the one. I agree, and I love that about you guys because I feel like every every record does have a new uh, opener or closer. You know, that's especially in the last five where I felt like this, the material was, was really strong. And then when you hear a band like Maiden or or someone say, "Oh, I you know, we we, we want to go out and just play new material," or we don't want to play you know certain songs I, I almost feel like sometimes that creeps into the creative process I, I think it was on dance of uh was it dance of death there was they were they were talking i forget if it was steve or bruce but they were saying um you know well no matter what we do the audience just wants to hear the 
you know. Yeah, even if that is true, but I think you, you ought to try at least to bring in, you know, why not? I mean, my, my attitude has always been, hell, we did it back then. Why shouldn't we be able to do it now? I mean, we didn't anything, we didn't have a miracle sauce back then that we don't have now. It's, you know, we're still alive. We can still write songs. And so at least we should try. But you know what? what's really hard to do? Sometimes you have to, you have to pretend like you're still 20. <laughs> you sit here, you have to be, you know, naive and have fun and not think about anything and switch off the mind and just write a song, you know, but that's hard to do when you've already written hundreds of songs and you've got this whole mileage on you already, you know, but basically that's what, what it comes down to, doesn't it? I mean, if, because right now we having done all these albums, there's always a tendency to, to judge yourself and to see yourself and to, to, to have a, almost like a second voice next to you thinking like, oh, you've already done this, or you judge yourself right away, or you think, oh, that sounds like such and such. No, 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 no. So it's really hard to not have that, you know, because that's really what it comes down to, I think, to to sit there and have fun and, and, and write from the heart, from the gut, without judging everything right away. And that, yeah, it's like fucking mind games sometimes, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's the special sauce, right? Is to is to not complicate it, to just simplify it, like and do it with the yeah. same intention you did when sure. you were a kid. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The riff policing, you know, it, it does get hard, right? Because uh, this uh, this is this is derivative of this, or or you, if you're ripping yourself off, even and, right? and some, yeah, just, and you can't avoid it. Sometimes, yeah, somebody else calls me out on it and says, "Dude, that sounds a lot like such and such." And, oh, oh, yeah, didn't even notice that, you know, because. It's when it comes from the heart or the gut or whatever, then yeah, it's, there's going to be stuff that sounds like something you've already done, but you can't worry about that too much. You know, I think it's as long as the song is some sort of new twist and the new, I think that the trick is always, or my motto when we write songs is, is always, I want it to sound totally familiar, but new and exciting at the same time. You know, it's supposed to sound like except, and don't want to go off course. I don't want to try out completely new things. I want to use the same ingredients we've used all along, you know, um, heavy riffing and marks on the vocal and, and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I want it to sound new, fresh, without sounding different, you know. Quick interruption, letting you know today's episode is brought to you by Factor. Now that we're in the end of summer, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals to support your active lifestyle, especially if you've got kids going back to school or if you're going, you know, heavy into the fall and you want to have some great food, but you don't want to take a ton of time to prepare it. Factor supplies you with ready-to-eat meal kits that can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You save time, you eat well, and you're going to stay on track reaching your goals. I got to go on tour, so Factor is perfect for me because I got to lighten up on the calories so I could be a little bit lighter on my feet having to do a headline set. They got vegan and, and keto options. Dude, I love the keto options. I've done them before. They were great. Even the dessert. like You know how keto desserts can be a little... Eh. Oh yeah, man. No, I, no I, I really enjoy, Yeah, I mean, and and still they taste really good and they're very uh, satiating, like very satisfying. That was one thing I can say about uh, Factors Keto. I've I've tried both, but I really like the keto options uh, when I was doing that. So whether you're looking for calorie conscious options 
or you're just, you know, trying to have something on the go that's effortless, you'll see they have a ton of wholesome meals like their grain bowls or salad toppers. It's all there when you head on over to factormeals.com slash Josta50 and use code Josta50. You're going to get 50% off right now. That's factormeals.com slash Josta50 and use the code Josta50. You're going to get 50% off. And, uh, and remember, enjoy this. Enjoy your eating. Enjoy these meals without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy a fresh flavor packed, uh, delicious food right delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Factormeals.com slash Josta50. Plus, you can use a code Josta50 to get 50% off. Link will be in the show notes and the uh, code will be there as well. While I have you, IndieMerchStore.com. Go to IndieMerchStore.com right now. So many great new metal releases are coming out and you can save when you use the code JOSTA10 at checkout. That's IndieMerchStore.com. One of our longest running sponsors, if not our best and most supportive sponsor. You'll see there's a, there's a ton of pre-orders up when you go there and uh, support them because they support us. You'll see the best sellers, the restocks, all that good stuff. IndieMerchStore.com for all your death metal, metal, hardcore, metalcore, whatever you want to call it. Fucking, oh wait. We, we can't swear during the ads. Oh, yeah. IndieMerchStore.com. <laughs> Just a 10 is the code. Now back to the show. Do you do you think you'll support any bigger acts in the next couple of years? And have you been offered any like support slots? Or are you open to that? Oh, we're totally open to that. We love that idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love it. Do you do you submit on, you know, the, the priests and the Yeah, the- yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're talking right now, and that you know, it, all the time. It it does. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, we haven't done and, it in a while, but we'd love to to package up with a you know, one of the classic bands or other acts for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Scorps, Queensrÿche. Yeah. Um, is there a band that you'd like to take out? Like a band that a newer band that you are digging? Well, I'm notoriously. Uh, 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 ignorant. I don't know anything. I don't listen to anything. I'm sort of live. I have to tell you the truth. That's why it, it would be hard for me to do one of those like jam session things or talk. I don't know anybody, dude. I, I, <laughs> I don't know anything. I just live in my own little world, and I don't give a rat's ass about what else is going on there. And I don't. I know this sounds terrible, but i gotta be honest that's how i live and that's i mean i make my own music but i don't really follow so many other bands i don't go out on festivals and watch other acts i i, I don't you mean so i'm a little i'm i'm a little odd you know the other guys in the bands know a lot more and they they actually listen to new stuff and they they but i i don't i never have <laughs> fair strange. enough no, that might be that might be part of your special sauce like you don't you don't get caught up in in drama or you don't get uh involved in the 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 politics of you know putting together these package tours and, and well that's what managers do normally you know of course I, I know i know some people but I, I don't you know if you ask me do you have a new favorite album or a new secret artist that nobody know no sorry i don't <laughs> What's your what's your Spotify or your Apple Music like? Are you just putting in CDs or putting on vinyl? Uh, I do Spotify lately, and and I'm pretty lazy too. When I listen to music, when I I just put on like, yeah, I've got a really wide range of stuff. I like a lot of classical music. I've always been into classical music, um, but I also have a weird playlist of like Cuban techno. 
<laughs> Just because it right. puts me in a nice mood, and I don't, you know, I don't listen to music like a lot of metal guys do. I just have it sort of quietly in the background when I'm reading or when I'm working on the computer. And other than that, I make my own music the whole time. So I really, I like it sometimes just quiet too, you know. Are, are you playing guitar every day at home? No, no. There's actually long periods where I don't play at all, which I think helps me. Because then when I do pick it back up, I find it exciting and new and I come up with new stuff, especially for songwriting. It, there's a, it's easy to fall in that sort of noodling trap that when you play, play all the time, you, at least I do, I end up playing the same thing all day long or like every day. But if I haven't played for a week or two, then it's, oh, there's something new, you know, right away often. So I think it's quite good to step away from it for a while, unless I have to like sort of, get in shape for a tour or something then i do play every day but when it's about sort of normal time at home then i do not play all the time no so it's not like you have riffs coming to you in the middle of the night and you're like i gotta get up and record this riff never you know i tell you a secret never ever has that happened <laughs> i i i have this strange thing that i get to get into the zone basically i have to force myself it's almost like working out you know when you when you start going to the gym at first it's a little painful and after a week or two it gets a little better and after a while you sort of almost get hooked and you get into it and that's how it is with me with, with songwriting i then the ideas start popping up because i'm i'm almost then constantly thinking about music and then i very often have ideas in the shower believe it or not which is odd because maybe because you're relaxed and i don't know all of a sudden like then i do run and record it right away. <laughs> okay. There's my secret. Your... Secret. <laughs> Take a lot of showers. <laughs> <laughs> Stay clean and mean. Too clean to die. That is too clean to die. There you go. So, so when you, um, when you, when you're writing the record, you have to just, you have to get in that mode. It's not like you're occasionally getting this inspiration no. and you're writing a song. You go in and you write it. I sit there for days and days and just write and write and write and then juices start to flow. But I have to tell myself, all right, I got to do this because I have to make new music. I have to, it's just not, it just, sometimes on the road I do it too, but usually I have to dedicate time. Like right now I've got all this month blocked off and I'm sitting here every day hammering it out. That's great. And when, when can we expect it? Uh, I don't know when you can expect it. I can tell you when we're planning to record it. It's in August. Uh, okay. And then, you have a producer picked? Yeah. Andy Sneep's going to do it again. Good old oh, Andy. Awesome. We won't. You got to say, Andy, come on, man. Tell, tell, tell Rob. Tell Rob. Direct support. <laughs> come on. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Andy is the man. We love him. He's, you know, he's I don't great. Wanna, I don't want to have to record without him. You know, so I, t I told him if if he ever says no, he can't record or play. You know, work with us. I'm gonna break his arm just so he can't go on <laughs> tour. Priest, you know, that, make him sit here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, he's he's amazing. I want him, I want to get him on the podcast so bad, but I don't think he wants to. Uh, yeah, he might be all right. Why not? I mean, he might do it. 
We'll see. I, I, I saw him at Bloodstock a few years back and I, I put the little birdie out there, but I didn't want to be a punisher. You know, it'll happen when the time is right. But it'll happen yeah, when it'll happen. Yeah, when he's ready, it'll happen. Did, did you have a record of his that you were like, wow, this sounds so fucking good? Like, did you, what was the first record you heard of his? Here's another thing. When <laughs> <laughs> I just told you I don't know anybody and I don't listen to anything, I had no idea who Andy Sneap is. When this is 10 years ago, I mean, he wasn't as well known as he is now, but still, he had done a lot of stuff. And uh, a friend of ours suggested, hey, we've heard that Mark Tonillo and you guys want to record a new album. I've got a guy you need to meet. His name's Andy Sneap, and he, he's really interested in working with you guys. I said, okay, you know, let him come, let him meet. And he came over, and turns out he's an amazing guy. He knew all of Accept's history. Grew up listening to Except, and he is an amazing producer. He's done a million things with Megadeth and this and that. And I had no idea. Andy, who? What? You know, but sorry, that's how it goes sometimes, isn't it? But it, <laughs> it was a brilliant fit. And this was Blood of the Nations in 2000. I'm going back like 13 years now. And of course, we've been working together ever since. Wow. So you so you didn't hear anything. Like you didn't hear no. Exodus. You didn't hear you no. know, so you just no, went okay. in just based off of someone saying this guy rocks and he's an amazing producer. That's right. Wow. It's weird, that, isn't it? That is you must have really trusted this person who recommended. I mean, we just met. We we just we just said, Hey, can we meet? And and we played him some of the demos and he immediately said the right things and he, he yeah, it was great. Sometimes I think around because it was around the time that we met Mark shortly after we met Andy. And it was really a time when the stars aligned for us. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, no, that, that excitement on that record, the first record with Mark, it was, you could feel it. I remember being in Europe and thinking, ah, oh, it's so cool that the label's working it. Like they really, I felt like the label really pushed it and was, mm -hmm. and believed in it. Um, which I think, now, because of the success of bands like you and Creator and Testament, the bands I was saying earlier, it, it's like more bands are able to have resurgences now because you you break the mold, right? You you become <laughs> the exception to the rule. You know, it used to be like, oh, you either you're Van Halen or or you're nobody. Yeah. Like you, you know, but then bands like Killswitch Engage, you guys, Exodus. I mean, there's a lot of bands that prove you know you can get second, third singer and still have success. Yeah, yeah. But everybody initially said, well, forget about it. It can't be done, you know. So we were up against a wall of resistance when, when we first announced to the world that, hey, we're going to have a new album with a new singer. It was like, ah, forget about it. You know, it was, it was yeah, the world was united against it, basically. We, you could feel the resentment. But then when the album came out, it, it all changed, obviously, you know. And then it was like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. You know. Yeah, a good song changes everything. It's like just one, a good riff can change yeah. your life. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think you can, you're, you're right. There's an amazing spirit on that album somehow because we had this attitude and you can hear that, like, we're going to show you motherfuckers, you know, because like all these naysayers, we wanted to really prove them wrong. And that inspires you in a way, you know, sometimes that stuff can fire you up more than positive feedback. You know, if, every, yeah. 
think about it. If everybody says, oh, you guys are amazing, and there's always a tendency to think, oh, yeah, we're great. Okay, why? You know, I know. I know. We're cool, aren't we? You know, but if everybody is it's sort of, uh, you know, new singer, I don't know. Uh, that's, that really, then you want to go like, <sighs> you know, really put that energy on the album and put your frustration because I think it's kind of unfair if people write off something that they even haven't heard before. You know, give everything a chance, I think, right? Yeah, no. And plus, it's like, more the merrier it's the abundance i mean i remember thinking like wow metal is making such a comeback this is incredible mm. and it's high tide raises all ships and then you know even though Hatebreed is a very you know kind of hardcore metal crossover type of band we've gone and played festivals with white snake and judas priest and twisted sister and and now i people still come up to us i remember seeing you guys with choir riot in mexico and they thought you know you're fucking crazy and that was at a time where you know choir riot was viewed as very like passe like yeah. it's it's yeah. it's over it's done and and now they're still going on of course uh, yeah and it, and that's the power of the of the song right like the, the yeah. keeping that music that legacy and that 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 spirit alive which you guys are doing um here's a question for you what do you what do you think when there's do you think there's going to be kiss after kiss and there's going to be like say deep purple when the last man goes do you think there's going to be all these bands are going to be continuing on with completely all new members yes and i and i hope i i hope they do yeah yeah i'd love to see like Kit, how cool would it be if Kiss goes into like Electric Factory or like Palladium sized rooms with with a new lineup just to see? And then if it doesn't do great, you know, then they go down to like whatever a Toad's Place or a Chance Theater in Poughkeepsie. Or who knows? What if they get somebody who's amazing? Um, Maybe. Like, yeah. I, who was someone on my Patreon was just saying uh, Richie from Winery Dogs could, you know, could do the cornell material in in soundgarden what and or, thought, or even worse what, what about this ai stuff what do you think about that th- that's do interesting it's gonna be a time when when there's all gonna be all bands are gonna be like abba like like you know fake avatar like ai generated music that sounds like the original act but no original members and it's all just machine made i mean hmm. Yeah. And they might, and they might come up with a hit and it might be like, wow, this is as good or better. And then that'll be really scary, but really weird, wouldn't it? But, but if it's a holographic, like, you know, if, if you're like, Hey man, I can't, I can't do metal Mondays, but you have the rights to the wolf hologram. We could just teach the hologram (laughs) hologram over. I can't be bothered myself, but I'll send you my hologram, dude. You know, Yeah. I, I I wanted the the Dio hologram for the for Milwaukee Metal Fest just to have him there. Like it, we didn't need the whole band, but it would have just been cool to have the hologram on stage. Yeah, would have like been. during other bands. Yeah, I've never even seen it. Have you? In, in I just in, saw no, not not in real life, just on uh, YouTube. But it looked fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. So, but. But yeah, I, I think all those bands should go on. I, it, it would be cool, especially if you never got to see Kiss and then they get some amazing singer or some amazing, you know, bass player who's also a great singer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but, why not? I mean, if people, I, my theory has always been, hey, if people want to see that and hear the music, hey, why not? If there's a market for it, 
Let them. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, watch this. It's creepy. It's kind of crazy. Good old Ronnie. I miss him. He was such an yeah. amazing player. Such a great guy. Uh, just the best. Absolute best. Um, what's uh, what's the plan? Like when I, you're going in in August, right? You're going in with Sneep. But what's yep. the plan for touring after that? Are you are you going to like try to be done by a certain day so you can go on a tour by a certain time? Well, we have some shows lined up in the fall. Some in Germany, some in there's a festival in the Czech Republic. Um, there's one in Mexico. There's a couple other shows here and there. But the main touring is going to happen next year. Uh, and when I say we're going to record it in August, that doesn't mean we get finished in August, first of all. But then even if we do get it finished and mixed, it's going to sit on the record label's desk for like months and months. Because nowadays, with I think with it's because of vinyl or whatever. They wanted six months. They want six months lead time, which is, it gets more and more. Have you ever noticed that? It's like, yeah, it used to be like six weeks, then three months. And now it's six months. So with other words, you have to deliver the album and then it's going to get released six months later at the earliest. So it's crazy, but I guess that's what it is. And, uh, and when, as you're preparing, it, realistically, that album can come out next spring sometime. Yeah. At the earliest, I guess. Have Have you ever put out a record in the summer? Cool. Can't even remember when we did. I think it usually came out in the spring. No, not in the summer because now we have festival season and it kind of that's blocked off a festival, I guess. Right. Yeah, I want to. I I, I want to break the rules and start just doing, putting out the record in the summer. Yeah. Because I hate having to hand everything in before Christmas and half the company leaves and everybody's, you know, leaving for the holidays, leaving for Hanukkah and Christmas. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I did put out a record around Christmas when everybody said not to. I just put a solo record out with yeah. some guest appearances and man, it did really well. Like it was and I was told by every industry person, don't do that. I know everybody I, always says that. And I wonder why. I mean, what's I never quite fully understand that because you would think holiday season, it's a good time to buy an album. Yeah. Well, and, and I just think it's time to start breaking the rules more, just like we were saying about, you know, getting a new singer. It's like until you until you prove that it can be done, it's right. we all just. Right. Accept cool. these, yeah. Um, I do hope I was hoping you were going to say, yeah, we're going to we're confirmed, you know, with whoever and, and you're going to give us an exclusive tour announcement but do, nah. do you know do you know who you're gonna be on tour with nope so you're you're still gonna decide yeah gonna, okay touring plans is is basically just very vague at this point and even if it i mean i'm 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 not in touch with management every day either i know there's plans all the time and they're talking and they're planning and i basically always say you know let me know when it's confirmed and, and, or, you know, wake me up when it happens. And don't, I don't want to hear all the maybes and planning this, planning that, you know. Hey everybody, quick interruption. Letting you know today's episode is brought to you by martyrstore.net. We got all the 
Milwaukee Metal Fest. We figured out the Milwaukee Metal Fest debacle. Some of the boxes were delivered to our neighbor's landing dock in the same industrial park and were just mixed in with their boxes. So when I went on tour, we didn't know. They didn't know. They gave them when they gave them to us when I got back. So we have flasks. We have crowbar uh, shirts. We got dying fetus shirts. We got um josta and josta for all shirts ripper milwaukee metal fest shirts you'll see it all over there plus corpse grinder vinyl josta vinyl and much more use the code summer right now you'll save 15 percent. martyrstore.net use the code summer and you'll save 15 percent. now back to the show so the, i probably already know the answer to this but i'll just ask anyway so okay. when you when you do your because you're a nashville guy and you're i'm not a nashville guy but i'm, I'm a german guy living in nashville <laughs> okay i'm a nashville guy yeah okay go when you do your signature model guitar yeah how involved do you get are you picking out the wood are you are you looking at the inlay right here look i have one right here yes every day look at it look at that thing happens to be the blind rage one from a few years ago because the others are in europe i have a really fancy one for the last album too mean to die with a snake design but that's in europe right now because we have you know, European set and American set, and this happens to be here. Yeah, but I was quite involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. I went over to the factory uh, in Germany, and we talked about shapes, and they made some prototypes. And I said, yeah, can you make this? And, yeah, changes and stuff. Yeah. And I told okay. him exactly that I wanted it to be, because it's a bit of an unusual guitar, because it's got a fender, like a long scale, uh, So, it, but it's a flying V shape, obviously. And it also right. has coil rolls, has a, uh, uh, like a neck pickup with a single coil. So a lot of Strat features of this guitar, on this guitar, but it looks like a V, obviously. Yeah, and how do they, and they don't have an issue with that. They can just, because they own the the proprietary. Oh, like they, well, they no, that, that's another story. <laughs> of course, that was the, there's a whole lawsuit thing with, with Gibson going after them, but Framers basically won a lot of the battles. I don't know if the whole war is won, but I think there's some partial victories. They can release it in Europe, but there was a big stink, which is going on for years. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's so strange that that's a thing. Like they can copyright a shape, but it's just. Well, they can't. I mean, they say they can, but they cannot really. So I don't really know what it's. Sometimes it's, it's only about the word V. You know, they can't call it a flying V and they don't call it a flying V. But I, I don't know. It's just it's just technicality, which is like mind boggling, really. I heard, I heard these it. cars have been around for ever. Every company has made some. Right. Yeah. And, and then I heard a great thing is everything is negotiable. That's oh, my new thing. Everything. So it's all just a contract or, or, or it's a it's a it's a non-binding agreement. But until a judge gets involved, right? And even then, the yeah. judge has to interpret the case for one party or the other. Of course, and yeah, yeah, yeah. If it goes to court or if it goes to arbitration, I always wonder, like, is it just about the money? Like, who has the better lawyer or? or? Well, I th- my sense is that it's a lot of times it's just um, threatening you know a lot of these smaller guitar companies they can't afford a legal battle so they 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 cave in when they get threatening letters and and like hey you know we're coming after you then they oh okay you know give in but 
I don't know what the legal grounds, if it's always based on legal stuff or if it's just threatening. I don't know. It feels that way to me sometimes, you know, but yeah, I'm not involved. I just, I just like these guitars and I just play them, but you know, other than that, I stay out of it. I just know these, these famous guitars, my signature model, it's the best guitars I've ever had. And I've played them exclusively for the last 10 years and I would never play anything else at this point. They're just brilliant. Honestly are. That's great. No, I'm glad to hear that because I've I've heard horror stories from other artists, especially throughout COVID. And and I was pretty vocal about it on the podcast saying like, I think all these companies should pay the artists a stipend, uh, up the royalty rate or, or, um, or pay them some sort of salary because I mean, as a good, you know, I'm not a great guitar player, but as a a fan, I see your guitar and I go, I want that. And, but I want to know that you're going to get, you know, a nice cut if I go and buy the retail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but, but what do you think? Or do you think it's like, you got to get to that point or do you think there should be better incentives for, for, uh, people to, you know, go to these endorsers and say, Hey, you know, I want to do this as a pro, but I need, I need help financially. What do you mean? Do you think that the artist should ask for more money? Is that what you're saying? Or I'm, I'm not sure. Well, question. well, I, I guess, I guess the question is like, you know, the Scandinavian artists or, or even some of the Canadian artists, they get subsidized by the government. Oh, oh by the government. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people, I think in Sweden they do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they have to pay higher taxes because of that. But I thought all throughout the pandemic, like why aren't these drum companies and these, these uh, plug-in makers and software and pickups and strings, like why aren't they paying the artists a salary? I mean, there's, you're getting all you're, you're getting millions of free marketing. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think the opposite happened actually during COVID. I've, yeah. I've heard that a lot of these companies thought, well, because everybody was at home and I think music instrument sales went through the roof, uh, at least for a lot of companies. And they discovered all of a sudden, wait a minute, why are we giving all away all this free <laughs> stuff as, as incentive to the artists? Well, when we're not doing that and nobody's touring, we're selling even more, you know. So I think they 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 stopped giving away stuff or stopped supporting artists, you know. So could be, but I guess COVID is over now, so it's maybe back to the old rules. But I I haven't heard of any like instrument company supporting the artist uh, during COVID. I mean, I wish they would have, but I guess I don't. <laughs> I well, can't well, afford- when I see a bunch of big name players going to a company that I wouldn't expect them to be, you know going to or playing you know a guitar or a bass or a drum kit that i wouldn't expect them to be playing i always think oh Oh, maybe they're maybe they're you know cutting a nice check and that's a great thing for both parties involved especially if it changes um you know how you view the company which is certainly like you know i think you brought a lot of credibility and a lot of um you know uh just legacy to when you started playing their guitars um, yeah, but I, I, that's not why I went there, uh, honestly. And and they're not paying me or whatever. It's bullshit. I just I just said, hey, if you make me a guitar that I really like, I sure will play them, and I promote the shit out of them. And and they made this best because I've been dealing with a lot of guitar companies before then, and a lot of them were kind of okay. And sometimes I only 
got one and they changed like the rep changed and all of a sudden I couldn't reach anybody. So it was a, you know, painful story before and a lot of times. Uh, so I'd never quite had the, the relationship and the support that I was, I, I, I wanted. And the thing is, if they don't make the guitar the way I needed or I wanted it, then what's the point? You know, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with a guitar company just to get a free guitar if I don't like it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need another free guitar. I wanted a guitar that it's really up to my specs and frame said, yeah, we'll make you anything you want and until you're happy. So they did. And it's the best guitars I've ever played. So I don't, I don't really need any money or whatever. I'm not interested in, 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 in making money on endorsement deals whatsoever. I just want a guitar that I really like. That's great. No, that, that shows the, your your heart is true, true to the riff. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've played like little budget guitars that I thought played awesome, and then I'll use those in the studio just because they sound great and they play great. Like I had a little mini Washburn that I loved. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man, it, yeah, it sounds good, and if it plays well, then use it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we get out of here, and thank you so much for the time, Wolf. Um, I, I really hope that we get a tour announcement soon. And it is with, I mean, dude, Scorps would be amazing. If you guys went out with the Scorps. I know I it would be amazing. Be- I'd love to. I'd love to. We've been trying it for years, but it hasn't it never happened yet. We played only one show with the Scorpions in Finland. Yeah. What's the, what's the I think problem? it would be such a great package, package. You know, two German acts would be fantastic together. Yeah, yeah, just had Mickey D on the show. I, I don't know how much pull he has, but you know, I'll hit him up. I'll be like, yeah. listen, you've he done came, all the other combinations. Mickey D is a good guy. He came to see us when we played in Sweden. He's a great guy. Great drummer, too. My God, perfect fit for the Scorpions, I think. Such yeah. a beast, yeah. He and really how long was. how long really are they are they gonna go on? We don't know. So it would be great if they do a bunch of tours with bands they haven't toured with yet. I think that's what was really cool about Slayer uh, when they went out on their farewell was they took those bands that they always refused to tour with, like Napalm Death and Carcass and Obituary, and they started taking those bands, which that would be incredible. But is there another one that you would that you would really, you know, keep your face? Yeah, I mean... That's the usual suspects like Priest would be great. And, you know, that would be great to tour with them again. We've done it years and years and years in the 80s, uh, uh, years ago once. It was fantastic because the music really is related. And I think it's a great audience uh, match, so to say. But, of course, you know, promoters sometimes look to expand the audience. So they on purpose take a band that's maybe outside of the normal audience range a little bit to, to draw some, in some extra people. I guess that's a lot of times the, the thinking when they take these acts that are a little bit unfamiliar or whatever, you know, or not unfamiliar, but you know what I mean? If, if it's the exact yeah. same core audience and the, some, some promoters might say, well, it's the same audience. So why don't we have some, somebody else on board that brings in some new people that normally wouldn't go see a Scorpion show or a Judas Priest show. So there's, different schools of thoughts about like what a good package means. You know, we, we just played Greenfield on Saturday and there was a band backstage. They were doing like a whole set, but they were doing it backstage, like a warm up. Mm. And I, it was incredible. They had every singer, they, they were doing all this stuff and like they did literally did a full set, but they're doing it in their dressing room. Wow. Um, and, uh, 
And I was like, this has to be, and I've heard a lot of, you know, warm ups throughout the years, like Rob Flynn from machine head. He's very disciplined. Like he he'll do like an hour warm up before he goes out. But Mark, this, you know, our, our singer, Mark does too. I mean, he's every day, every show, an hour of warm up. Yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, very I found, I found out the band was Sabaton. Oh, okay. Have you done anything with them? We have actually toured with Sabaton twice. We've done a U.S. tour with them, and we've done a European tour with them. Yeah, they're very ambitious and and very smart guys. They know what they're what they're going for for sure. Yeah they they had they had a song that kind of sounded a little bit like Stalingrad. I was like, oh, they might owe Wolf a sandwich there. They might owe. <laughs> it was a little you could tell. They, so they all right, respect to Sabaton because they that's cool. They, I I produced a record for D. Snyder and and. Um, I was saying, you know, D, you got to go out with these younger bands. You know, you got to go on tour. And he, they offered him the tour, but he turned it down. He didn't know that they were fucking huge. Who, who, uh, who turned who down? What? D, D Snyder. I produced his record. And, yeah. And, and he turned down Sabaton. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're huge yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. Even bigger now, like arena status. But, um, but okay. So, but you've done it. So yep, we have actually, yeah, a few years ago for sure. And it was good because that was actually one of the cases where they had a very young audience that wasn't even that familiar with Accept, you know, and they loved it. And it was great, great for both of us. Yeah. yeah hungry, was- hungry for metal, hungry for heavy music. Yeah, for sure. That audience for sure. I like the creator Accept team up too. Would you do that again? Yeah, we would. For sure. Love that. We- we did that. We did Demu, Hapri Demu and Creator in Europe. And that was amazing seeing Creator in the, some of the small arenas and stuff and the big theaters. Mm. Um, all right. So just one, just a couple more questions. If you got a, a second, Wolf, before we sure. get out of here, um, have you have you had a guest like on songs on the last five albums, like a guest solo or a guest singer? No, we did not. Did we? No. Mm. I don't think you have. I was looking through some of the track listings and I thought maybe no. it's not, you know, but I think it's a neat idea and I think we sh- would actually consider that and we should. I think it's a neat idea to have guests on on albums because it's kind of a thing to do nowadays and I think it would be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think like Mila and Mark together would be hard. Yeah. Right? Let's do it. Mila, do I just it. saw him. I I, I saw Mila in South America just a few weeks ago. We were both in the gym, the only guys in the gym. <laughs> Everybody else was sleeping, and he said, yeah, I'm the only guy, and you're the only guy in your band. <laughs> but are you vegan? Uh, no, I'm vegetarian, mostly. I'm not a hardcore vegan. No, he is. I know. Yeah. Okay. Because I was wondering, like, what is he? I'm like, he's in pretty good shape for his age. I'm like, maybe there's something in that, like the pea protein or whatever, the soy, whatever he's eating is keeping him young. Secret sauce, man. Yeah, that's the, that could be the secret sauce. So I like that you're open to the Miller collab, but what would be the ultimate, like, who would, who's like your favorite artist that you'd want to collaborate with? Well, we just saw him in a hologram. That would have been deal, man. That would have been, oh. but that's, that's no longer possible. But what if what if we call Wendy and we said, "Hey, where's the lost tapes? Like, where's the lost?" Let's do it. B sides. Would yeah. you be open to that? Like, if if they said, "Here, we'll give you a vocal only, and you got to write the riff to complement the vocal." Oh hell yeah! But you know, if that existed, they'd already done it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tony Iommi? Yeah, awesome. That'd be great. 
Okay, so if I pitch Tony Iommi a new solo record, yeah, do it, and I say, but you gotta go dueling axes with Wolf on a track. You're down. Hell yeah, I'm down. All right, awesome. I've tried already. I, I after the D Snyder record, I I hit his manager up, and he hit me back. He was not. He was not feeling it. He's not feeling. He's like, who is this fucking kid? But I had. I had a, a financial backer and I was going to make him a serious offer. I don't know if he's in a current record deal, but you know, it's been like 20 something years since the last Iomi really? solo record. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you remember that? We had like Phil from Pantera on a song and do you remember yeah. his Iomi album? Well, I told you, I don't know anything. Remember? <laughs> oh, okay. So let me give you, before we get out of here, then let me give you some recommendations. Okay, please do. By all means. I Last night I listened to the new loudness. Roudness, as we used to call yeah. it. <laughs> good old loudness. They're still around. Yeah, good. Okay, let me check it check out. Check it out. It's it's Akira's like his his neck choices, his note choices, the solo, really cool. Yeah. Um, and there and there will they could be a good one to play a Milwaukee Metal Fest on the stage with you if if you would be so kind. Yeah. Um. Okay. Also, Eternal Champion. Have you heard them? Nope. Eternal champion. Excellent. Power metal. Powerful. Like you can see Conan just fucking waving the sword when you listen to it. You can Conan. see Conan just, you know what I mean? I watched the Schwarzenegger documentary. There was a clip of Conan. I, I used to, I remember seeing that in the movie years ago when it came out. <laughs> Conan. I, they should bring it back. Have Arnold be like the old King Conan, but all, all flashbacks. <laughs> That would be hard. Um, what about Fugitive? Have you heard Fugitive? The guys from Power Trip. Sir, of course not. You got to check it out. So you go on Spotify. Okay. New Loudness, Eternal Champion, Fugitive. Making a note of it right now. There was this Mongolian band we played with the day before. Have you heard The Who? It's not The Who like Pete Townsend. but I know The, the Who. Actually, I did. I know about The Who because our sound man works with them, our, our front of house guy. And he's currently on tour with them, I believe. Um, and he played me some of that stuff, or I, I Googled some of it. It's, it's awesome. It's trippy. Yeah, it's it's really, wild. Really different, isn't it? Really different. I was like, how do they get their voices? It's like, I can't even mimic it. That's what they do. I guess you got to be from Mongolia to do that. But, but I could see, I could see, except having like a real like Mongol hordes type of track, like a historical, like, you know, the the cons crossing into you know right like is that german though are we going off path here a little bit maybe <laughs> you know no, sneep, just... always, sneep always says well yeah you got to sound more german you got to sound german you know and it took me a while to figure out what that even means so i don't know if mongolian chants are qualifying for <laughs> german sounds i gotta run that by the master by andy see what he says get his yeah, okay get... mongolian chants give andy our best and and thank you so much wolf i'm really looking forward to hearing the new album and uh what do i actually i have no idea what it's going to be like you know the weird thing is i hear these songs every day all the time but i have no idea is it is it good or bad you sort of lose perspective i don't know if you've experienced the same thing but when you're sitting there and you're hearing them again and again and again you kind of you can't see the forest for the trees or whatever the saying is it's just like uh and after then, after it's released, and a few months later, and you hear it, then you go like, 
oh yeah, I guess that is pretty good. Or I guess that wasn't as good as I was hoping. <laughs> you know, it happens both ways. You can't you can't be objective anymore. That's really weird. If you want to listen to it on the way home from the studio, I think that's a good sign. But if you're like, eh, I don't really want to listen to it again, then it's like, or if it doesn't give you, like, I like the t when it makes the hair on your neck stand up, like it's got some teeth, you know? Yeah, well, see, <laughs> there's not much there, dude. <laughs> well, I guess if, I, here, I can. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose it, right? And I thought, do I? I, I'm getting like these little spots, like these little get that areas. Razor out, dude. Get it over with. <laughs> Be a man. Hey, you don't think I should get the plugs? You don't think I should plug it in and get the, you know, just save what I got or just well, shave it? Up to you. I think real men don't need hair. But, I agree. You know, you're you're up there, like you're you're with with the, with the bald dudes, like you're up there with the, like Dana White, like dudes who pull it off. And they pull it like the rock. You, no like you could, back. and once it's gone, it's gone. And there's, there's no regrets. You could be on the Mount Rushmore of great bald men. <laughs> the rock, Dana White, you, and then we need one more. You know, what was weird when I cut it off initially, I was so used to having hair dangling. When you look down, it's always in your face and stuff. I actually had phantom hair for a while. You know, they have when your arm is cut off, you have a phantom pain in your arm, even though it's no longer there. I had yeah. that same thing with with my hair. I thought I was like, throw it <laughs> no, it's gone. Fuck, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. I never heard that. That's incredible. Phantom hair. That's a new term for today. Well, if Bruce Willis, you, The Rock, and Dana White. That's right there. That's the that's the Mount Rushmore of all and powerful. Middle. There you go. Love people it. people people say you look like Bruce, right? They do. They do. How often? Quite quite often. Um, <laughs> depends. And there's certain angles where I actually see pictures of myself and oh god, yeah, I guess I do look a little like him. <laughs> you got to get him in the video with Accept for the new album where you're face to face, like face off, but with Bruce. Let's do it. Let's call him. Dude, that would be Get great. Well, Wolf, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you too long. So, thank you so much, and uh, and please yeah, come man, back when songs to ride. Don't don't hold me up here, dude. But anytime you, you want to come fun. on, and I'll find you at one of these festivals, maybe in the Czech Republic. I'll come say hi, and and I'll and I'll bother you about the set list. Please do, by all means. Get Stalingrad back in there. Get it back in there. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Have a good one, man. Appreciate Thanks, you. Sir. Just a quick outro, letting you know we appreciate your patience in, uh, in in getting the podcast back up and running. I know it's been a minute, but if you want the full update and you want all the gory details, go to patreon.com slash Josta, and you'll see there's, uh, there's at least two months of podcasts over there, all different sorts of content. And then if you want to hear these other episodes uh, early, like uh, David Ellison and also Brendan Small from Death Clock, Plus, we have new episodes of the How Awesome Is This podcast with Charlie Belmore, Brian, and, and Howard Jones, and myself. Those are up now at gasdigital.com. Uh, thank you to Factor, great meals, uh, ready-to-eat meal kits that you can order online, and you get 50% off right now. Go to factormeals.com slash Josta50 and use the code Josta50 to get 50% off. Also, thank you to IndieMerchStore.com. Use the promo code JOSTA10. The link will be in the show notes. And of course, uh, my nephew, my stepbrother, Jeff, uh, everybody who's helped me at martyrstore.net. Martyrstore.net 
is uh, running a sale. Use the code SUMMER. You'll get 15% off. You'll see we finally got all that uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest merch back. It was lost. It's a long story. I'm sorry, but if you're looking for the Dying Fetus shirts, the Ripper shirts, the, the Anjostifer All shirts, we found them all. They're all up now, but act fast because I'm pretty sure we already sold all the mediums and XLs in some of them. So motorstore.net, promo code SUMMER. Link is in the show notes, as always, and we'll be back very soon, hopefully Monday, with uh, David Elfson, formerly of Megadeth, currently of Dieth, and uh, and other projects. All right, everybody. Drink your coffee. Do your push-up. Listen to Death Metal. Bye-bye. Produced by Brian McKay. Executive producers Jake Olszewski, Ben Lee, AJ Lewis, Garrett Keeping, Dan Smith, Nick Torito, JJ Hernandez, Joe Bartovic, Jason Jarvis, Chris Larice, Alex Smolin, Todd McKee, John Blewett, Richard Miller, Kyle Marg, Nate Leffingwell, Morgan Costner, Mark Tag, Zapagor Waikato, Niall Scollard, Kathy D'Ambrosio, Justin Steven, Jack Flanders, the Pit Commander, Andy Wilson, Jeffrey Kuhn, Kimo Humalamaki, Jonathan Metis, Brandon Cooper, Matthew Jankowskis, Jamie Kutcher, Ryan Undercoffler, Matt West, Ryan Maurice, Chad Green, Dallas Hendricks, Jacob Arensberg, Kenneth Moore, Kona Butterflies, Stephen Helm, Richard McIntosh, Jeff Stevenson, Ryan Williams, Larry Tooley, Dallas Bolin, Ryan St. Nathan Rex Madrid, Cameron Hendricks, Scandalous Official, Joe Monson, Let's Talk Resident Evil, Andrew Chase, Guy on the Couch, Chris Winchester, Antonio Reyes, Joe Otson, Dustin Stone, Lee Walker, Ryan Levson, John Hankis, Robert Bushaw, Troy Seal, Mark Horror Armenta, Jay Liberston, Nick Fowler, Mike Horgan, Emma Horgan, Arnorock, Patrick King, Oscar Brummett, Stacy Steinecke, Fernando Somoza, Patrick O'Brien, Dominique Zimmer, Ryan Sanders, Lara Snyder, Daniel Burt, Milwaukee Metal Sausage, Adam Boss.